0: Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well, and I hope everybody's having a happy Halloween season. I just noticed that we're two thirds of the way through the month, and I haven't done any Halloween themed episodes. And I don't have a great deal of heavy lifting for you today, but I do want to talk about some Halloween movies or horror movies that I have watched that nobody else seems to have ever seen. And it's really bizarre to me because these are some really good movies. So I've got some recommendations for you if you want to sit down with your family and watch something in the Halloween spirit this year. I've got some great recommendations for you. And the first one I want to recommend to you is a movie that I've mentioned before, I'm sure. It's the 1980 John Carpenter horror movie called The Fog. Now, The Fog is not a good movie, but it's one of those that manages to be really entertaining despite the fact that the script is a little bit weak and the premise is really silly and it's not what I would consider scary at all. Like I say, I mean, this is just one of those really campy, over the top kind of horror movies. And like I say, the premise is really silly, but it just works. It it's endlessly entertaining. I watch it all the time. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Adrian Barbeau, Janet Lee has a small part in this movie. Hal Holbrook has a small part in this movie. That a lot of big stars are in this. And like I say, don't go into it expecting a good movie. It's just campy horror schlock, but it's John Carpenter. He always does a good movie. Uh, Like I say, I will watch this movie every year at Halloween. I have watched it probably 20 times through my life. It's one of those movies that is good in spite of how bad it is. But you really do need to do yourself a favor and watch this movie. If nothing else, it's good for a laugh. Uh, But definitely you've got that creepy, weird... Keyboard music that John Carpenter puts in all his movies. It's a very good movie to watch. Like I say, don't confuse it with a good movie because that's not what it is, but you will enjoy it, I guarantee. Please sit down and watch this movie if you haven't seen it. And while we're talking about John Carpenter, 1982's The Thing. That's a cult classic. I'm sure everyone has seen it if you have not watched that movie you definitely need to sit down and watch it it's got great special effects and not just for 1982 it's just really good special effects uh, stan winston was actually brought in for a couple of the scenes now he was not the main special effects director but he did do a couple of scenes for john carpenter the thing of course stars kurt russell it has wilford Bramley david keith and there's several other actors in there that you'll recognize from different movies you know those guys that you see in a lot of stuff but you never know their name Uh, but if you have not seen 1982's the thing like i say definitely watch it if you care about the horror genre at all that is a must see there's a lot of body horror in it there is a lot of monster shots but it's mostly a survival tale these guys trapped at a south pole research center and they're trying to deal with this monster, and they don't know who the monster could be because the monster can mimic different life forms. Very suspenseful. It's a, you know, these guys, and you know, them trust each other after they figure out what's going on, but they're all stuck in this place, and they're trying to keep the monster from escaping to the mainland. Excellent movie. Like I say, I'm sure everybody has seen that, uh, but don't sleep on the 1951 version called The Thing from Another Planet. Uh, 1982's the thing and the thing for I'm sorry the thing from another world both of those are based on the same novel that was written by John W Campbell under the pen name of Don A Stewart and it was uh, published in astounding science fiction in 1938 uh, the title of that was who goes there uh, that was also expanded it was a novella when it was first published uh, through his manuscripts and maybe he re- rewrote some things but that was re-released in 2019 as a full-length novel uh, under the title Frozen Hell. Now, from what I understand of the novella, the 1982 version is a more faithful adaption of the story. But the 1951 black-and-white movie is also a very good watch. Now, instead of having the monster be something that can mimic other life forms, and I don't know if this was a budget issue or special effects, not being where they needed to be in 1951 to be able to pull the monster off, or if they just thought that the storyline they were going to go with was a little bit more acceptable to 1951 audiences. But instead of a shape-shifting monster, the monster in The Thing From Another World is sort of a plant-based humanoid Uh, Now the only name that I recognized on the cast list was James Arness that played the monster. And I did not realize James Arness was as big a, a man as he was. Now I'm sure they did some, you know, camera angles and maybe had him standing on a platform or something, but he just towered over everybody else in that movie. I don't know how tall James Arness was in real life, but he is the only name on the cast list that I really recognize. Now people that are a little bit more of a movie aficionado may look at that and say, Oh yeah, that guy was in 10 movies. He's a great actor. But like I say, I only recognize that one name plotline basically follows both the novella and the 1982 it's a set in a South it's set in an Antarctic research station. And a team finds a crashed spaceship that's frozen in the ice. And in trying to get the spaceship out of the ice, they accidentally blow up the spaceship But they find the occupant of the spaceship. Either it was thrown clear in the explosion or it was thrown clear in the crash, but they take it back to their research facility. And while it's there, it unthaws and the creature wakes up. Now, in the 1951 movie, like I say, it was a plant based life form. The issue with that is, you know, they could shoot it and it would just put holes in it, but it wouldn't actually hurt it. And the creature was able to reproduce by budding. So they were trying to keep him from escaping the base because if he made it to the mainland, he would be able to reproduce on his own. And they were afraid that that life form would take over the planet. That's why they were trying to keep it at the research facility in Antarctica, whereas in the novella and the 1982 version, obviously they didn't want the creature to escape because it could mimic human beings and you wouldn't know who was an alien and who was actually human. And it would be able to very stealthily just wipe out the population. Um, I sat down and watched that. I just caught it on one day. I had never heard of it, and I sat and watched the whole movie. I was lucky enough that I come in like five minutes after the movie started. Uh, It's a little bit campy. It's a 1951 horror movie, uh, but it was very well done. Good suspense of being trapped out in this very isolated area. Uh, Don't sleep on this movie. It's well worth your time to watch it, and it gives you a, a little better understanding of where that story came from when you go back and watch the 1982 version of it. I've got one more live-action movie I want to recommend for you. Um, This one, I cannot believe, is not more popular. I am one of the few people that I've ever talked to that has actually seen this movie, and I don't understand it because, I mean, it wasn't a big release, but it is just a fantastic movie. It's one of my all-time favorite sort of Halloween-y movies to watch, Uh, but it's The Frighteners from 1996. It's directed by Peter Jackson that did Lord of the Rings. Obviously, this was before that. Uh, but a very good director. It stars Michael J. Fox, Trina Alvarado. John Aston is in this movie. Uh, John Aston played Gomez Adams in the 1960s TV show. Now, in this movie, he's under a lot of prosthetics. He plays one of the ghosts in the movie. And he, apparently in this universe, once you're buried, as your corpse decays, your ghost will kind of mirror that. And he plays a Wild West. At one point, he calls himself the Hanging Judge. Now, I don't know if he's actually supposed to be Roy Bean or if that was just something they threw into the script. But he is, I mean, he's Old West gunslinger, and he's so decayed, you really can't tell that it's John Aston. He's under so much makeup. But uh, the great Gomez Adams is in this movie. Uh, The story goes along that Michael J. Fox, he was a successful architect, and then he was involved in a car wreck that killed his wife. And after the car accident, uh, Michael J. Fox's character is able to see and speak to ghosts. And so he sort of sets up, he's, he's basically a con man. He has three ghosts that quote unquote work for him. They live in his house and he talks to them. But he would send them to people's homes to, to move stuff around and make things happen and make a bunch of noise and scare the people that live there. And then they would call Michael J. Fox's character to come to the house and exorcise the ghost from their house. And that's how he made his money. Now, this movie starts out sort of a lighthearted comedy almost, but as it goes along, the tone gets darker and darker. It's a great story. Uh, Michael J. Fox is fantastic in it. Everybody does a good job. But like I say, I am one of the few people that have seen this movie, and it is really just very solid. The story's great. The script is great. Everybody in the cast does a great job. Uh, Like I say, the tone is just perfect all the way through. And the tones shift from sort of lighthearted comedy into very dark horror, high stakes movie. You know, it just kind of happens gradually. You don't really notice it happening. It, it doesn't feel forced at any time. It just kind of, you know, as you get more and more to the story, you find out there are all these horrible things happening and you, why they're happening. But it's, it's a great movie if you catch it on or if you want to... I purchased it off amazon Uh, so if you have a prime membership i recommend i don't think it's included with prime uh, but there's a director's cut that's about 30 minutes longer that gives you a much better picture of what's going on if you want to spend the extra time and a couple extra dollars definitely sit down and watch that if you have not there's a little bit of violence the violence is a little bit cartoony so it's not it's not too rough for younger children fantastic movie i definitely recommend that I said that was the last live action movie. I've got two animated movies that I want to recommend to you. And again, these are not mainstream movies. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, especially if you got kids, you've probably seen both of these. But if you don't, I don't think a lot of people have seen these movies. Uh, the first one is Monster House. Now, if you have small children, uh, I do want to caution you. This might be a little bit intense for like grade school kids because the house really is possessed and it really does want to kill the children that are the main characters in this show so it's kind of for an animated children's movie like i say it could be a little intense for a younger younger child definitely worth a watch if your kids are a little more adventurous or if they're just a little bit older definitely sit down and watch this with them Uh, but this movie came out in 2006 you know a lot of these animated movies now they've got the cast is just full of known name actors, and I didn't, I should have worded that differently because it sounded like I said no name, uh, but I mean, they're just big stars that are doing the, the voiceovers on these movies now. Used to be, if you watched the animated movie, you had never heard anybody's name at all, but now it's sort of a status symbol, seems like for, and I'm sure it's just easy money for these actors and actresses to do voiceover work on these animated movies. And this one in particular, Steve Buscemi is in it, Maggie Gyllenhaal, John Hader, Kevin James, Jason Lee, Nick Cannon, Kathleen Turner, Fred Willard, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, just basically everybody except for the little kids. You've heard of everybody in this movie. The story of the movie is that the main little kid in the movie, DJ, lives across the street from that grumpy old man that's just sort of a movie trope, you know, the the stay off of my lawn. And if your ball lands in his yard, he'll run out and he'll take the ball and you never get it back. And he's just just really mean to all the kids in the neighborhood. The character of DJ has sort of become obsessed with this old man named Mr. Nevercracker. And he spends a lot of the time that he's in his room, he just keeps an eye on what Mr. Nevercracker is doing next door. And since he's always keeping an eye on the house, he starts to notice that it's not just Mr. Nevercracker that the house will actually like if a dog gets into the into the yard, the house will swallow up the dog, and of course, the adults never believe him that there's anything like that going on, you know his parents don't know, uh, but he enlists his best friend and then they meet a little girl that was going door to door selling candy. They enlist her, she knows well, actually the house attacks her, and the two boys save her. I know that wouldn't go over in modern. Modern movie making, you know, you can't have a female character saved by male characters. Well, and obviously I forgot to turn my phone on to silent. I apologize. Uh, But then you've got all three of these kids watching this house. And like I say, the house really is possessed. The house really does want to cause harm to the children. Uh, But excellent movie. Great cast. Again, not a lot of people have seen this. Now, this one, they do show this in October on cable. You will see that on Uh, But if you haven't seen it, make an appointment to watch this with your kids. You'll all have a good time. And it's this one is actually set on the day of Halloween. It doesn't get into well, actually, the it gets to Halloween evening when kids are starting to trick or treating at the very end of the movie. Uh, But this one is a Halloween movie, because, like I say, it is set on Halloween And one last note about Monster House before we move on. This movie came out in 2006, and that was right in the time where they were sort of refining the computer-generated animation. And this was made in a point in time where, for whatever reason, the faces just did not quite look right. I guess animating a face is a bit of a challenge, and they had not really hammered out all the details on it. So this was made in the period where the faces of the characters seem a little bit off. Just the animation of the, the speaking and the facial expressions does not look quite right, which, in my opinion, that's not really a detraction from this. A lot of people say the Polar Express, they just can't get past it sort of dead-eyed mannequin look that all the characters have but in this one it just kind of adds to the overall tone you know the, the characters themselves even the ones that the good guys that you're supposed to be rooting for they look a little bit creepy and a little bit off uh, but like i say definitely sitting in and watch this if you hadn't seen it you will enjoy it and you'll thank me later all right i got one more movie i want to recommend before we before we wrap this thing up and that is 2012's Paranorman. Now, again, this is one that does get some play on cable around this time of year, so you've probably seen it. This movie has a very interesting animation style. When you're watching the movie, it looks like computer animation that they have done in a way to make it mimic the old stop motion animated style, but it is not computer generated. It is actually a old school claymation stop motion movie. And some of the stuff in this movie, I would really love to know how they did it. Because, I mean, you've got ghosts floating around that's sort of transparent. They really did a good job with the animation style. It's also the same people that did Coraline, if you've seen that. A little a little less dark than Coraline. Coraline's just a very dark story. But Paranorman is, again, this. the main character in this movie can see dead people. He can speak to ghosts. And he has a a crazy uncle that lives outside of town that he hadn't spoken to in years that's trying to contact him. He never really finds out why the uncle is wanting to talk to him until right before the uncle passes away from a heart attack. But what you come to find out is that the uncle could also speak to the dead. And he was sort of tasked with this yearly responsibility of fighting off a witch's curses curse once a year and since he was about to pass away and he knew that his time was short he was trying to pass this responsibility on to his nephew just like a lot of other animated movies this movie is just loaded with people that you've heard of before uh, Anna Kendrick Casey Affleck Leslie Mann Jeff Garland Tempest Bledsoe Alex Borstein John Goodman plays the uncle uh, just a loaded cast uh, the story's great now this one's a little more lighthearted. if you've got young kids uh, it's more of a comedy than a horror movie, I would say. A lot of good laughs in this movie. I took the kids to see this at the theaters. We all loved it. Like I say, this is one of my favorite Halloween movies to watch. If you have not seen Paranorman and you're looking for a movie night with your family, this is definitely, I would probably put this at the top of the list. That's why I'm doing it last. I definitely watch this. But whatever you do, whatever you do, Do not allow you or your family or anyone that you care about at all to watch Hocus Pocus 2. Because if you're watching the news and you're getting your social media feeds blown up by this stupid story, there is a woman that has claimed that if you watch Hocus Pocus 2, it will unleash the demons of hell on you and your family. And of course, this is, you know, reported like, this is a big movement in this country. You know, can you believe that there are religious people that still believe this stuff? Can you believe that there's people out there like this? Yes, I can believe that there are people out there like that. That woman is a lunatic. The world is full of crazy people. I had an appointment in Wilkes-Barre on Monday, and when I got there, there was an Asian woman walking back and forth on the sidewalk, and she was doing, like, like the traditional Thailand dance, and singing to herself, the world is full of crazy people. As a matter of fact, when I left that appointment, that woman appeared to be having a conversation with the with a sign on the side of the street. There are people that believe all kinds of nutty stuff, and this isn't anything new. I had a friend in middle school that his father was the minister of a sort of medium strength fundamental Church of God, and he said that in. Sunday school, they were told that they should not watch the Star Wars movies because the Jedi use the Force and that is witchcraft and therefore it is satanic. This is nothing new. There are people that take things way too seriously. The difference is that we have lost something in this country. We have lost the ability to just keep walking past these people and ignore them. For some reason, with everybody having a Facebook page and a TikTok channel, and a YouTube channel, and, you know, we're supposed to, everybody's living their own truth, and we have decided that when these idiots say something, we need to treat it the same as we would listening to anybody else, and we didn't used to have that problem. These people have always been around. There are a lot of people out there with mental conditions. The difference between now and 30 years ago is we would just say, well, that person's a nut, and we would keep walking. And the problem isn't this woman. She has every right to her opinion, and she can think whatever she wants to think. The problem is, is that this gets picked up on social media, and it gets shared all over the place, and then the normal news media picks it up, and they they put it out there like you're know, trying to convince everybody that anybody that's ever stepped foot into a church, this is the crazy stuff they believe, because for whatever reason, the left-leaning media has decided that it really does not like Christianity and it tries to put them in a poor light every chance it gets. But this isn't a movement in this country. This is one slightly unhinged individual that is either taking her religion way too seriously, is taking this movie way too seriously, and it's probably a little bit of both. And the way this woman would have been dealt with 30 years ago is whoever she was talking about this movie to would be just kind of nodding and saying, yeah, yeah. And then the first chance they get, they would say, listen, I would love to continue this conversation, but I'm afraid I have to go stand over there for a while. And that would be the end of it. We would just keep walking. Again, this is nothing new. These people have been around for since the dawn of humanity. It's not a movement. It is one individual. Nobody reasonable believes that watching Hocus Pocus 2 is going to doom your soul to eternal damnation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's about all I've got for you today. Like I say, today's episode was kind of a light topic, but I hope everybody's getting into the Halloween spirit and getting to enjoy the season. My family, we have done absolutely nothing for Halloween. Everything's so up in the air and we're just on the road all the time. But I've kind of chalked uh, 2022 up to being just a lost year. Hopefully next year will be better. But guys, I hope you're having a good week. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would appreciate a like and a comment. And as always, a subscription would be fantastic. You can leave me a comment at FreshFrozenSoutherner at gmail.com or you can go to the Fresh Southerner Facebook page. All right, guys, I hope everybody's work week is going well. I hope you have a good weekend and can get out to some pumpkin patches and some fall festivals and enjoy the season i will talk to you very soon and as always i appreciate you sitting with me for this long have a good day and we will talk again soon thank you very much